In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Now, I don't know, I don't know about all of you, but I, I do have a pretty good idea about myself on this one. I don't know about you, but I know that when I hear one of the Lord's parables, it is my mind that moves more quickly to speculate. It is my mind that moves more quickly to speculate than it is my heart that hears what it is that being, is being said. I must confess that when I hear a parable, the first thing that my mind wants to do is to figure out who the characters are, especially who is the bad guy, and then to assign people around me into the roles that, that I have discerned. And typically, if I'm in the parable at all, which most often I'm not, but typically if I'm in it, I'm the good guy or perhaps the victim in the parable. In today's parable, I met the bad guy, and he is me. Garrison Keillor observed that we Christians have this ironic habit of always asking God to forgive us of things that we wouldn't even think of forgiving other people for. In the Gospel this morning, we see that God himself has a habit that might be seen, I would submit, might be seen as ironic, or at least perhaps a little mysterious and paradoxical. God has this habit of giving us more than what we ask for. We are needy. We fall on our knees. We ask him to give an extension on the debt that we owe, on the debt for our sins that we can't pay because our account's way, way overdrawn. At least I know my account's way overdrawn. My spiritual FICO score is very low. We ask him for mercy, and we ask him for time to change, and then he does something that is absolutely wonderful. He just up and releases us from our debt. He forgives the whole amount. We say, Lord, have mercy, and he gives it to us. And then, without much notice of what just happened, without much gratitude for what happened, we just up and walk away without a care and without much of a, of a measurable change in our behavior or in our lives. Make no mistake here. Don't miss God's point this morning, for God has a point this morning. God's act of kindness toward us is not a random act of kindness. God was not visualizing world peace and then practiced a random, senseless act of kindness like the bumper sticker. He his acts of kindness toward us are not random. He has a motive in everything that he does for us. And his motive in this, when he forgives us, is that he wants us to go and do likewise. He wants us to go and to forgive. 
and the parable shows us something that is a, is a cautionary tale. The parable shows us that this is a test for us, what we do with this. We've been forgiven, do we forgive? This is a test for us, and it just might even be the final exam. St. Cyril of Alexandria commented, The God of all releases us from the difficulties of our faults, signified by the 10,000 talents, but this happens so that we ourselves might release our fellow servants from the 100 denarii of the faults that they have committed against us. Do you begin to have some insight on how God keeps the books on you, if you will? How is God keeping the record on you? We owe our heavenly creditor so much. St. John Chrysostom looked at the ledger and he tells us what the Lord has paid out for us what has been given to us. St. John says, He made the whole world for us, the heavens, the sea, the earth, the animals, the plants and seeds. And into us, of all that are on the earth, He breathed a living soul. He crowned us with glory and honor. And yet, after all of this, when humanity turned ungrateful to its benefactor, he thought us worthy of an even greater gift. We were ungrateful, and he thought us worthy of an even greater gift, the gift of forgiveness. And when we look at the cross, we see what the Lord was willing to pay for us. Again, a, he paid a debt that we could not pay. St. John goes on to say that the Lord gives us this generous gift of forgiveness because he wants us to learn from it. First of all, to be under no illusion of our innocence. Yet what do we do with the 10,000 talents that he has given us and the forgiveness of the debt of it all? Do we set ourselves up as better than our neighbor? Do we set ourselves up as better than our fellow servants who just perhaps may have wronged us, who may have done something wicked against us? Do we set ourselves up above them, those who owe us a small debt? Ap Apollinarius of Laodicea said, Our fellow servants are the angels who will accuse us before God. If we want ourselves to have mercy on that judgment day, we must show that mercy to our fellow servants. Okay, well and good, theoretically. You say, but Father, you don't know my fellow servants. You don't know my neighbor." You don't know the family that the Lord has put me into. They don't forgive me. How can I forgive them? It would be easier if they just forgave me first. Can we start with that? Lord, 
let them all forgive me, and, and then I'll forgive them. Again, your fellow servants, the members of your own household, your friends, your neighbors, those around you, whether they like you or not, whether you like them or not, they are the angels who will speak at your judgment. The test of my forgiving them is the proving of my reception of the forgiveness that I pray that I have. Remember that part in the Lord's Prayer? Forgive me my debts as I forgive my debtors. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Forgive us our trespasses in the way in which we forgive others. Do you see a pattern there? There's a test. The test of our forgiveness is how we forgive. So how do we forgive the debts of others so that we may be forgiven of ours? How do I break the inertia of the bad habit of not forgiving others of the things that I do myself? And that's what I found this week as I read this gospel. I had emblazoned into my mind those who I was judging who were doing the things that I do. And I realized something was wrong here. How do I break this? How do I break this inertia? St. John Chrysostom in his commentary on this passage said, if I don't repent for it, there's a discipline for it. He says, God punishes the obstinate, intractable person. I thought of myself in that moment. God punishes the obstinate, intractable person with a view to improving him and changing him for the better. If, if I don't improve and change for the better, he will discipline, discipline me. Am I up to coming to confession? Am I up to asking the Lord to correct what needs to be corrected in me way more than asking him to correct what needs to be corrected in everybody around me? And so, if we were to write this on our hearts, if we were to write it on our hearts so that we could act on it, what is the lesson of today's gospel? The lesson of today's parable is this, that today, while it is still today, while it is still before judgment day, today I need to treat my fellow servants in the way that I want the judge to treat me. See, O oh my soul, the kindness of God toward you today, and pass it on to your fellow servants. And may that be to the glory of God.